Welcome to the Peaceful Power Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Klassen. I'm an Ayurvedic wellness counselor, 500-hour yoga teacher, and Ayurvedic postpartum doula in training. So welcome to the show, everybody. Um, Welcome back if you are a longtime listener. And I wanted to dive into something that I have not talked about on the show. And I'm doing kind of a special little solo episode because I want to share um, with you an offer that I have coming up next week at the very end. Um, so I thought, Hey, let's dive into a topic that you might not know a ton about. If you are familiar with, um, yoga and Ayurveda, you might know about it. And even if you are like, we don't necessarily spend a ton of time on these, on these topics. So today I wanted to talk about prana. And so it is the subtle doshas is what I want to kind of dive into a little series today. We're going to do prana. I'm also going to dive into tejas and ojas later, Um, and in future episodes, I've kind of already marked out what I want to talk about on the podcast for the next few months for solo shows. So I've kind of sprinkled them in there. They're not going to be all in a row. So just kind of a heads up for that. Um, but let's dive into the subtle doshas. What in the world, what are they? Let's, let's go. So the subtle body is a connection between the body and the consciousness, and it can't be seen. It's more of a feeling than anything. So you can really kind of feel that. So prana, the subtle dosha is associated with the vata. Tejas is associated with pitta and ojas is associated with kapha. Now, a lot of these are kind of the things that make us um, see the sparkle in other people's eyes. They are the, the hidden factors uh, of our kind of our energy and just our way of being. And so these are, again, things that you can't necessarily tangibly measure or see. And if you are familiar with yoga and Ayurveda, it's, it is, you know, it is a science or wisdom of life, you know, Ayurveda is, but there's also elements of it that it is a feeling base. It is intuitive. You know, what, what we can't always see does not mean it's not there. And so this, this is what I want you to think about or have in the back of your head as we dive into these practices. So prana is the breath in the body and prana flows through the nadis, which is the energy channels of the body. And it can be manipulated through various practices. And so I wanted to share a few ways that you can kind of increase all your prana or that, that vital energy in the body. And so one of the easiest ways is shifting prana is through pranayama. You know, it's in the name prana, pranayama practices. So that breath work practices. Now with those, depending on which dosha you want to speak to, you can shift the practices that you might want to do. So vata, for example, brahmari, or making your exhale twice as long as the inhale. Those are great practices for vata. Pitta, shitali, or shitkari. Those are both practices that are going to be reducing to the pitta dosha. And then for kapha, kabalabhati, or bastrika. Now, the universal pranayam, which is one of my favorites, one that I personally love to practice daily is alternate nostril breathing, or sometimes people call it Nadi Shodhana. So this is a practice where you're in a, you know, plug a nostril, you inhale in, try, you try to go through the left first. If you are working on decreasing vata, you in, inhale through that left, plug your left nostril, open the right nostril, exhale out. Breathe in the right nostril, plug the right nostril, open the left, exhale out. And what I like to have people um, focus on is 
When you inhale, bring that air all the way up to your third eye. Make your inhale and exhale even. So that Sama Vritti breath, that inhale for four, exhale for four. So those are different ways that you can kind of incorporate these practices if you want to move or shift prana in the body. I will say if you're having a bad day or you just feel a little off, for me, this is one of my favorite practices is alternate astral breathing. I'll just do a minute or two of that to kind of hit reset on my day. Um, and if I'm not, if I maybe can't put my hand to my face, uh, whether I'm in public or whether I'm holding stuff or holding a kid and I just want to kind of calm myself down, you can also do it mentally without actually physically putting your hand there. So there's different ways you can kind of work with this pranayama. Now, other ways that you can work with prana in the body are through kriyas. Now, I'm not going to dive deep into these six cleansing kriyas because um, they, they, they could all have their own podcast episode devoted to them. And I wanted to kind of keep this one really just on prana itself. So kriyas, if you're not familiar, are are cleansing practices of the body. And kriyas are meant to cleanse, you know, mind, body, soul, and they are going to you know, kind of be focused on different areas or parts of the mind and body. So I would just want to briefly just touch on them. Neti, which is purification of the nose, neti pots, if people are familiar with that. Um, Datu, which is purification of the stomach and esophagus. I won't share that practice, but it is quite, uh, we don't practice that one typically here in the West. We'll just say that. Uh, Nali, which is stomach churning, which you might've seen people kind of doing that stomach roll with um, their bodies. Basti, which is intestine cleansing um, or thinking kind of like a colonic. Kabbalabhati is actually a cleansing breath practice. So I know I, I said it with a pranayam underneath the kapha dosha, but it's actually a cleansing breath. So when we think about that sharply exhaling out through the nose, um, you're cleansing the body uh, but I also do like it for kapha dosha in general. And then trataka, which is candle gazing. And that's calming for that pitta. It's calming of the mind and the um, body. And it's great if you are at a desk all day and you want to just kind of cleanse the eyes. That's a great practice to do. And all of those, if you want to kind of dive deeper into them, even just Googling, what are the six, six cleansing kriyas? And then you'll be able to kind of get a deeper picture. Now, this last one is Shitali Karana. Now, this is actually one that when I was in my 500 hour uh, or 300 hour, I guess you call it. So in case you also don't understand this, I didn't, you know, I just want to do a quick caveat, but your 230 hour training um, for yoga teacher training, then you do a 340 hour training or around that. That's actually your 500 hour training. So, you know, if you add up your 200 plus your 300, that makes up your 500. So in case anyone else is a little confused of like, how does that all work? That's how it kind of works. You go to a 200 hour training first, and then you usually go to a 300 hour training of some sorts. So during my 300 hour training with this, um, we did a group project and this was actually our, um, assignment was to write a description for the class on how to do this. And I will say there is not a ton of information on how to do this. So I have shared, um, I have shared this on my website. I wrote down um, all of it. I'm not going to go through it all with you today because this would actually be a great practice to do. I will be doing this practice um, with my five-day seasonal um, jumpstart challenge. So if you're interested in doing a practice, I will be taking people through this on the last day. 
so you can experience it. But this is a practice that is balancing. Um, It's a balancing prana practice. It's a deliberate and intentional practice of rest and relaxation. It helps restore the energy levels of the body, breath, mind, emotion, thus adding to the prana. So let me kind of say that again. It helps restore energy levels of the body, breath, mind, and emotion, which then adds to the prana of the body. And this is often referred to as the 75 breaths exercise. Now you would not want to do this if you have low blood pressure or respiratory disorders, such as asthma, bronchitis, or excessive mucus. And then anyone with chronic constipation, it is also advised not to practice this. It's about 15 or 20 minutes. It's kind of, you're going to be in a Shavasana, also kind of like a yoga nidra position. So if you think about kind of doing that. Now, again, I'm not going to read to you like the whole script that you might take, but there are certain breaths and different areas of the body that you would want to focus on as you're doing this exercise. So, you know, after the exercise, you'd rest for as long as you need, or you would sit in a meditation. And then, um, you know, you're kind of, again, working with the breath and quieting the mind. So a lot of this, again, is just kind of, um, if we think about the five senses, you're kind of practicing that pratyahara, you're practicing coming within and withdrawing the senses with this um, shatali karana practice. Now, in conclusion here with prana, it's a subtle dosha. So again, these are just subtle practices. And those three practices were practices that Indu Aurora had taught in um, one of the workshops that I have done with her. And so if you're kind of curious about um, exploring that, those were three that she gave. Now, there are many, um, I guess if you go online, there's many different suggestions that you can dive even deeper with prana, but those would be three that she learned from her lineage with Ayurveda and are passed down. So that's where I like to kind of, um, you know, infuse some of the new stuff with ancient practices that, hey, they've been around for centuries, these work. And if we really break it down, if we think about it, we're like, okay, great. Like I can do a pranayama every day to help work my prana. Maybe for you, it's a Kriya. Maybe you really like a neti pot. And so that's part of your practice. Or maybe it's, you know, sitting in that Shatali Karana and you just really relax into it. So if all of these practices are, you know, something that's interesting to you, or you want to kind of dive deeper. I'm actually going to spend one of the days of my five-day Ayurvedic seasonal jumpstart, which starts on Monday, September 11th. That's why I really wanted to record this too, to make sure um, podcast listeners knew. So this five-day Ayurvedic seasonal jumpstart that I'm going to do is all about, um, you know, diving a little bit deeper into the practices that are prominent in the fall season to get you ready to um, live that thriving best life, uh, especially in the fall, because sometimes we come limping into the fall. We feel a little out of sorts because summer has really depleted us. And so our day one, we're going to spend all on meditation and pranayama and yoga asana for reducing that vata dosha. Day two, we're going to dive into fall food tips and, you know, how can you eat according to Ayurveda in the fall season, which I'm going to include some of my favorite fall recipes. Day three, I cannot think straight practices. So this is where, um, sometimes we have excess pitta going on at this time of the year. 
So we're going to dive into some chakra cleansing practices and little subtle ways that we can cleanse and um, reset ourselves during our day. Day four, we're going to go into body care practices. So I'm going to talk about, you know, three of my favorite ways to decrease vata that are part of my regular self-care routine and part of a lot of my clients. And then day five, the subtle body. So this is where we're going to dive even deeper into the prana, tejas, and ojas. So, which is like the life force radiance and vital energy, if we're kind of thinking about what those mean. So this is something that's interesting of interest to you. Um, The challenge again, it's $97 and it's on my homepage, andreaclausen.com. And it's just my five day seasonal jumpstart. Now, if you're also looking and you're like, Hey, the seasonal living collective starts September 18th. I'm interested in that as well. So what I'm actually, if you want to sign up for the seasonal living collective, you actually get to come to the five day seasonal jumpstart. It's included in the price. If you want to say, Hey, I want to test this Ayurveda thing out. Let me start with this $97 challenge. And if you're like, yeah, I want to continue into the seasonal living collective, which will start that following week. Um, then this $97 counts towards the price of the seasonal living collective. So that's also just kind of rolled right in. So you can save, you know, $97. You don't have to pay, um, you know, the $397 or $497 as the price will go up after the early bird um, pricing ends here in a couple of days. So that's just something to kind of think about too, is I tried to make this as accessible as possible. And how can you kind of you know, dabble into Ayurveda. And this would be a perfect way if if you're thinking like, okay, can I do this? Is this, is this a lifestyle that I see fit for myself? And I've purposely picked practices that are, I've seen the most um, people benefit from the most, you know, having a meditation practice and having that pranayama practice and the body care and diving into the subtle body, because a lot of the subtle body practices are things that you might already be doing or things that are like, Hey, this is actually really easy to implement into my life. Um, it's not going to take hours to do. So if that's interest of interest to you, again, we have a live kickoff call on September 11th at 8 PM central standard time. And then we have a closing call on Friday, the 15th at 8 AM, and then we'll have Voxer support. So I'm going to have a group Voxer thread If you want to um, send me questions throughout the week or have little voice memos that you want to leave and ask, um, it's going to be a group thread. So everyone can kind of hear and um, learn from each other as well as we go through this, this challenge. So again, if you have questions, um, let me know. That's why I wanted to make sure I got this out here. So everyone could kind of um, learn a little bit more about the five-day seasonal jumpstart challenge and, um, you know, dive into this and, or the seasonal living collective. So I already have people who have, um, you know, signed up for the collective. And so we're, we're ready to rock and we're ready to roll these next, um, weeks. And the seasonal living collective is an eight week program. So we dive even deeper, um, with that. And I will just briefly share just a smidgen about the seasonal living collective in case people want to know, um, before they head to my website to check all of this out as well. But the seasonal living collective changes each season about what's inside of it. So I kind of really tap into what's going on with the collective. And so this, this time it's going to be an eight week program. And then you get one 30 minute one-on-one coaching call with me. We have weekly group zoom restorative yin yoga practices, um, which are going to be Sunday evenings. And it's going to be about a 30 minute practice and it'll be virtual. 
We're going to do two full moon ceremonies. So we'll do one in September and then one in October. And then we're going to have bi-weekly group coaching seasonal calls and um, our themes, which I'll share with you in a second about what our fall themes are this year. And again, we have Voxer support, and then we're going to do an Ayurvedic fall cleanse, which you can do either with food or we'll do a Pratyahara fall cleanse. And then it includes the five-day seasonal jumpstart. And so early bird pricing <clears throat> has just probably wrapped up as the time you're listening to this. Uh, and so regular pricing, it's $4.97, or you can have um, two monthly payments of $2.50. And so that's a great option if you want to dive even deeper into this Ayurvedic lifestyle and have life live coaching components throughout the entire um, eight-week journey. And that's why I have that, that weekly touch point with the, with the restorative and yin yoga practice. So we can kind of pop in and see each other and have those full moon ceremonies and really dive into the cyclical living um, lifestyle. Cause that's going to be our first focus is cyclical living with the seasons, lunar and menstrual cycle. You know, then after those, um, the next two weeks are going to be Ayurveda for busy women. How do we actually put this into our lifestyle? And then the third focus is going to be ojas, increasing your vital energy. So we're going to dive even deeper into ojas. And then finally, we're going to wrap up with the feminine form of Ayurveda. And what does that look like? How can we actually implement all of the things that we've learned um, during our time together and start to really incorporate that into our life? So I'm super excited for both of these programs and to really um, dive deeper with people in a group container, because what I have found in having done some Ayurvedic work in groups and one-on-one, I'm going to be honest. I think I'm going to start pulling away my one-on-one offerings kind of completely off the table for Ayurveda because group programs are where I've seen people benefit the most and where people have stuck with, um, the Ayurvedic lifestyle. It's been the group programs. They've had the most, um, I guess, transformations. And so I personally, as a coach, that's what I like to see. And so when I see that, I want to make sure that I offer opportunities where we can get into these group environments where you can make these shifts. And so that's where I'm really passionate about, you know, incorporating that five-day jumpstart so people can kind of get a taste for Ayurveda and decide, is this right for me? And then dive in a little bit deeper in the collective, if that's something that they feel called to do. All right. So let me know if you have questions, hit me up on Instagram at seasonal Andrea, um, or you can always send me an email. Otherwise I look forward to, um, you know, seeing you in the ethers and in the programs. So everyone go out there and spread your peaceful power.